Welcome, Schoolish. Um, if this is your first time here, thanks for being here. This is a podcast where we have tough conversations about education so that we can move the needle forward. Um, I normally share stories and interviews with everyday people, some people doing remarkable stuff um, as we dive into top, like really hot issues like. Why are you steering students away from HBCUs? Should we get rid of grades? How should the role of the teacher change? Um, I'm like in the lab right now working on some new content and some new formatting for this podcast. Um, and so I decided to take up one of my listeners' suggestions um, for this episode. So I have done TEDx twice and um, had an incredible experience my first time uh, doing TEDx. Um, super memorable. And during my second TEDx talk, which was about a year ago, uh, the topic of that talk used to be the topic and the subject and the name of this podcast. And that was School Sucks. So I got a request to just play the talk for people that had not heard it. So without interruption from me, uh, this episode is that TED Talk. Um, if you didn't catch the end of last episode, you should also know that this podcast is now a part of the Ed Up Experience Podcast Network. So you will hear some interviews from my Ed Up family on the podcast, and you'll see me in a bunch of different places um, with some of those amazing folks. Really excited to be a part of a strong network of innovators and educators trying to shake things up. So without further ado, school sucks, and I am about to tell you why. School sucks. I mean, doesn't it? You know, I grew up hating school, and I am willing to bet that there are a lot of you here tonight that feel the same way that I did. And I know this because, like any good TED speaker, I've done my research. Yes, yes. I dug through one of the most reputable online sources known to man, Reddit. <laughs> and here is what Reddit had to say about school. Why do we need to know this ancient stuff? Why school should not be a thing? I hate school. School sucks, I told you. Why winter break is already over and I already want to die? School is saying that it's preparing you for the future, but it's actually not. You see, I couldn't stop there because I'm a good TED speaker. So I kept researching and I stumbled across this. You see, not only did people find school kind of annoying and boring, but it actually made them feel bad, sad. It made them want to cry. You see, I've been an educator for over 10 years and I've worked with thousands of students. And I can tell you that these sentiments are no surprise to me. But I think I know why today so many people, especially today's students, hate school. It's because if you go to school today, you are attending school as a part of a system that was, quite frankly, never designed for you. You see, most of us here, uh, we went to school in what's called the industrial school system. Today, we interchange the word traditional school system with industrial school system. And guys, this does not just mean public school. These are your private schools and your charter schools as well. 
You see, the industrial school system is a school system that moves students through it like an assembly line. You might recognize this. You go from elementary school to middle school to high school. Then you get to college, and hopefully you land a good enough job so you can pay Sally Mae back all that money you borrowed from her because you know she comes to collect. You see, that system is old. It's over 100 years old, as a matter of fact. And let's just be real for a second. Can we do that? We know that system doesn't work. We know that the schools around us suck. We know that the traditional school system advantages certain students based on aspects of their race and socioeconomic background. We know that this one-size-fits-all, cookie-cutter, assembly-line approach to education does not work. Yet, we keep sending our children there because it's the only thing that's available. And we're doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting different results. That, my friends, is what you call insanity. So it's about time that we finally do something different with school. See, because a fresh look at this and a new mindset is actually the only way that we are gonna get off the assembly line and start to create schools that kids actually love. It's the only way for us to create schools that actually serve kids well. Because if we keep doing and thinking the same thing about school, guys, we will keep creating schools that suck. You see, I believe that school should be an environment where people love to be. And I think that we have to intentionally design and build the space, the physical learning space, the classroom, so that people love to be there. Uh, a while ago, I took a tour of the downtown Google office right here in Austin, Texas, with a couple of my students. And y'all, let me tell you, your downtown Google is tight. <laughs> y'all, they got coffee-flavored ice cream. They have full ping-pong competition courts, massage studios, gyms, yoga classes, Pilates classes. Did I mention coffee-flavored ice cream? Google has three full restaurants in their office where you can eat anything you want. You remember the freshman 15? Googlers have the freshman 25. So as we were walking through, one of my students piped up and was like, man, you can tell people love being here. I mean, who wouldn't love working here? They got Super Smash Bros in that room over there. What he was responding to was the fact that Google intentionally built and designed that space so that their employees would love to be there. When was the last time you heard someone say that about a school? Oh, let me answer for you. Never. You see, this is a classroom from the year 1900. It's a sewing class. And every student right now is doing the same exact thing as all the others. They're sitting in rows, they're not talking to each other, and they wouldn't dare make a wrong move. Because the teacher that's in front of this room is making sure that everybody follows the rules. You see, industrial-era schools like the one you see here, they did not seek to create places that kids love. They seek to create effective workers. You see, this meant that they did things like they encouraged conformity and repetition and rote memorization, and they heavily discouraged ever-challenging authority because good workers never ask questions, right? Unfortunately, school never changed. Not by the 50s. Not by the year 2002. And not by 2019, either. The school building still looks the same as it did 100 years ago, and I think that's why so many kids hate school. Nothing has changed. 
before we tackle more important issues in education, I think we have to start designing an environment that people want to be in. You see, I'm fortunate. I work at this amazing school right here in Austin. It's called Alpha. Not Alpha School, not Alpha Academy, just Alpha. I know, it's dope. So, at Alpha, we have designed a space where kids love. We make three commitments to parents, and the first one is that kids are going to love school. So we built a building that followed that purpose. Guys, this is what Alpha looks like. And this, and this, and this, and this. We actually now have a downtown campus in the old historic La Zona Rosa building where a lot of you guys probably played music or watched concerts. I love working at this place because we are pushing the boundaries and, and changing people's mind about what school is and can look like. You see, we intentionally designed this school as a kid's space. Other than a staff bathroom, there are no actual adult-only spaces. No faculty lounge, no, no adult-only conference room. Kids can work anywhere in the building. On top of tables, under tables, on a couch, standing up, laying down, sitting down, however they learn best. This stretched my mind when I first got there. And seeing school unchained and unleashed what school could be made me excited enough to come here and give this TEDx talk. So I think that if we're going to create schools that kids love, it starts with the physical environment that they have to be in every day. Now, if you get into a conversation about the physical environment, it is natural that you'll start asking questions like, well, what are you actually teaching? I know it looks fun. I know it looks like we work for kids, which actually is a compliment. I know nobody wants to be called we work right now, but I mean that as a compliment. What are we going to do about the actual learning? Well, much like the design of the classroom, the teaching methods haven't changed either over 100 years. I mean, I'm sure that when you went to school, you attended many lectures. Teachers have been lecturing away for the last 100 years. A 2017 Washington Post article entitled, you'll love this, it puts kids to sleep, but teachers keep lecturing anyway, cited all the reasons why teachers hold on to lecture as their primary teaching tool, and then followed that up with hard statistics and data showing why lecture is not actually an effective teaching tool. This was one of them. The article said that failure rates under traditional lecture on examination performances increased by 55% over that of active learning experiences. This means that when you give kids a role in their learning, they actually learn things. Another study from the National Proceedings of the Academy of Science showed that undergraduate students in lecture-based classrooms are one and a half times more likely to fail that class. Guys, we know lecture doesn't work. We know that it makes school boring and uneventful, but teachers keep doing it. I believe that students should be able to learn at their own pace. Guys, lecture is the one-size-fits-all approach to learning. No kid can move faster than a teacher because if you do, they'll pull you back. And if you move too slow, you have to deal with the stigma of being labeled the dumb kid for the rest of your life. This cannot be the best way to teach students. Under the traditional school system, rote memorization and fact regurgitation are all you need to do well. But unfortunately, it's just not how the world works anymore. Kids must learn at their own pace if you're going to create an environment that kids love. Guys, we live in the age of technology, which means that we subsequently live in the age of information. Siri and Google and Alexa have access to more hard facts than you ever could as a human being. This means that if lecture 
or rote memorization and fact regurgitation are our only teaching tools, then we are teaching as if technology like Google and Siri and Alexa don't exist. Another way of saying this is we're teaching like it's the year 1900. So how do we make this and bring this to the modern world? This is going to sound crazy. Teachers have to actually stop teaching. Guys, there's an app for everything, including apps that replace direct instruction. There are apps called adaptive learning apps that teach math, science, reading, and language. And guys, these apps are amazing. You don't have to teach a single thing. Put a kid on the app and let them learn at their own pace and without the stigma of their friends knowing where they are. Guys, I have four kids of my own, ages five, four, two, and one. And while I'm at school trying to change the world, my wife is actually at home trying to do the same thing. You see, she runs a homeschool preschool program, but she doesn't teach a thing. We put our kids on an adaptive learning app, and it teaches them to count and spell and recognize shapes and countries and letters and how to trace all at their own pace without knowing where the others are. The apps are gamified. They turn the learning into a game, so the kids love it, and sometimes they don't even realize they're learning. We have pushed learning in our own home, but only because of what I know from working at a place that does this from kindergarten through 12th grade. At Alpha, not only do kids love these apps, but they work really well. 65% of the kids that have been with us for longer than a year perform in the 90th percentile in the nation in achievement. 23% of that same category perform in the 99th percentile. This means that without teachers talking at them, these students are achieving above 90% of students their age. The apps work. No, they are not the only effective teaching method, but they are one of them that respond to the way that learners learn today. And that's what we should be reaching for if we are going to create schools that today's kids love and that serve them well. So we've dabbled into the learning space. We've talked about teaching methods. And now it's time for us to start talking about the role kids play in their own education. When I was a student, I was the kid who would always go, excuse me, miss, when will I ever need to know this when I grow up? I also was the kid that was like, can I do my own project? This is boring. I wanted two things in school. I wanted to know why I was there, and I wanted to learn things that I was interested in. I wanted to say in my own academic process. One of the biggest problems with school that I see is that schools are boring and they suck because there's a bunch of adults sitting in a room going, oh, kids will love this if we make it look like Fortnite without knowing that Fortnite is played out because they haven't talked to a kid yet. Adults and educators have to stop being so arrogant as to believe that kids are not an expert on the one place where they spend most of their time, school. So if you want to create a school that kids love, pull up a chair next to a kid and ask the kid. They are the experts. Guys, I learned this lesson uh, the hard way about a year ago. Um, I planned this trip, and I was really impressed with myself. I was like, educator of the year here. Um, there's going to be augmented reality and a big telescope and this supercomputer, and we were going to do this and open up a menu on the augmented reality like Tony Stark. And I was like, kids are going to love this. I'm so good. Look at me. I got back to school from the trip, and I asked one of my students, I said, hey, how was the trip? And she sighed and did this. <sighs> okay, Mike, I'm going to be honest with you. 
It was not fun. I did not like it. I don't care about the Avengers. As a matter of fact, it was lame. It was really lame. I would never do that again. And I actually felt like she was letting me down easy at that point. And guys, I did the hardest thing I've ever had to do. I looked at her and I said, well, how do we make it better? Because despite the fact that that really hurt, I knew from a consistent workplace culture of grabbing feedback from kids as much as possible that the only way forward was to ask that kid. She and a group of her friends and I planned another two and three trips, and they were awesome. Not because I am awesome, but because the kids knew what they wanted. Creating schools that kids love actually starts with just asking kids what they want. Now, I know that there's somebody who's going to get on YouTube, and they're going to say, but what about funding, Mike? I know that the screen time police are going to say, oh, your kids are learning on apps. You're going to rot their brains. Blue light, blue light, blue light. I know, I know. But I came here to stretch your mind. I didn't come here to give you any implementation strategy yet. That'll be in my next TED Talk. <laughs> Guys, if we want to do right by kids, we have to start thinking differently first, and then we can act. Everybody thinks the same about school. That's why it's been the same for the last century. And so my challenge to you is that when you leave this place, do not take my word for it. Go and see. Go find schools that are pushing the boundaries and changing people's mind about what education can and should be. Go visit the Ron Clark Academy in Atlanta, Georgia, and see this giant blue slide in the middle of their school. Go see projects planned and executed by kids in San Diego, California at High Tech High. Go see a high school in downtown Tacoma, Washington at Tacoma School of the Arts that is in multiple downtown buildings like a community college. Come right here, down the street from here, in Austin, Texas, and see Alpha in action. Seeing really is believing in this case. And my challenge to you is to don't, no, don't stop here. Come and see. Guys, we cannot keep saying that children are the future and keep sending them to schools of the past. Guys, school sucks. But it doesn't have to. Thank you. So that was my TED Talk recorded like a year ago. And I still stand by most everything that I said in that talk. If anything, I'm like more deeply entrenched in that talk. Um, so this is now where I'm going to do an open call for podcast guests. Um, I have specific topics and specific guests lined up. But again, I want to use this podcast to collect data and stories so that we can tell this really robust and complete story about what's going on in education and how to change it. So if you're interested in being a guest on the podcast, connect with me and message me on LinkedIn or DM me on Twitter at just Mike Yates, J-U-S-T-M-I-K-E-Y-A-T-E-S. Thanks for tuning into the School Sucks. Oh my gosh, y'all. I'm reverting. Thanks for tuning, tuning into the Schoolish Podcast and listening to my TED Talk call School Sucks. And I will see you on the next one.